Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Second Opinion Podcast, episode number 273. It's your boy, Celeb, back again, joined by my partner, Crime Bolts. What's up, bro? What is up, dog? I know uh, the podcast's been a little inconsistent recently on the dates and uploading. It's what happens when adults work, bro. That, that is what happens when, <laughs> when we work full-time jobs and we're both fathers and we have all kinds of stuff going on. Pee-wee football's um, kicking up. I mean, it's just it's nonsense, man. Yeah, uh, it, it is definitely nonsense. But uh, we're here now, and we're here to talk about some great stuff. So we're going to go ahead and jump down into it. This is going to be somewhat of a quick episode. Um, it's not going to be like a two-hour-long episode, but um, it may be roughly at an hour. Um, but we're going to talk about some stuff. Uh, gaming stuff, y'all. Gaming stuff, kind of quick hits. But then we got <laughs> uh, we got two topics uh, on here that I know we're going to have a little chunk of a discussion. Oh, so uh, we just might. We just might. So, Bolts, <laughs> what you been drinking and what you been gaming? What have I been drinking? Um, let's see. Um, the other day we had a little get together here over here. I had some um, absolute absolute vodka with lime cranberry, which is which is my go to drink all day long. Um, it was quite delicious. Um, I had a Coke just now. Um, and as far as gaming goes, I've been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses. Why? Because one, I, I'll tell you the main reason. One, it is it's turn based. Okay. And I love the strategy behind it. It is absolutely the the strategy behind it is is what I love. I miss my old school Final Fantasy games where it was turn based. You know, the whole plan ahead. I I got to do this. I got to do that. I've got to make sure that these hit points go here. They got to use the magic here. This I love that whole strategy behind it. Yeah. Um, and the game itself is actually. I'd rather Pretty enjoy good. it. I'd rather enjoy it. It's not bad at all. Um, of course, I'm playing Elder Scrolls Legends, um, and I am playing Madden 20 right now. Okay. I got a couple weeks until Borderlands 3 comes out. That's right. I know I know Gears 5 comes out before then. And you're not excited about Gears 5 now? I, I, I am, but it's going to I'm gonna. I, it's gotta build up again. Like Borderlands 3 was, trumps. Oh, my lord. Gears 5. <laughs> um, well... You know me, bro. Uh, I was at this little get together as well, and I had some same thing that Bolt said. Had some cranberry, uh, cranberry sprite, and some vodka. Um, also had way too sugary drink. Um, well, what did uh, Chris call it? Birthday cake something. It was like it was. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was iced cake vodka with marshmallow vodka with Coke. Uh, with a little bit of uh, vanilla, and then there was some sprinkles on top. What the? F- it was good, but who? It was good, but good God, bro! It was sugary, sugary, yeah, bro. Absolutely. Um, but uh, then, um, oh, and uh, um, our friends Haley and Bryce brought over some pecan or pecan praline um, bourbon. And uh, actually left it with us, and my wife is in love. <laughs> it is amazing. I could definitely see us making like a syrup out of that. Right. Oh my god, dude, it was delicious. So big shout outs to them. But uh, gaming wise, I've been playing a good chunk of games. I've been playing Madden Twenty. Um, also, I've uh, been playing some of the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Alpha, which we'll be talking about in just a bit. Um, been uh, I think pretty much that's it, bro. Because things have been super 
tight recently with my schedule. Yep. Uh, I was sick the last 24 hours. Um, so 24 to 48 hours. So the last two days I've come home and I've just like laid down and passed out. Um, but it has been crazy. But I promise you guys, I'm telling you, the people that are dedicated to listening to this podcast, friends of ours, people that support us, I am trying to get a schedule lined out very, very soon. A better schedule for me to start making more YouTube videos, podcasts, and live streams uh, on a regular basis. So I love you guys, and I thank you so much for always supporting us. Um, big shout out to my wife as well for dropping her phone this week. So, congrats! Yeah, broke her phone. She's not that type of person that usually. She's always really careful with her phone, but um, she got a Note Ten. Uh, your boy Caleb hooked her up. She deserves it. So, um, anyways, guys. So, with that being said, we're gonna move down into video games coming soon. Uh, today, or actually tomorrow, maybe today, if you're listening to this today, August 27th, Control launches um, for Xbox One, PS4, and PC. Uh, then you got Borderlands 3 coming out September 13th. Bam, 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 bam. It's not coming to Switch, right? No, no, not now. At least not now, right? I can see. It I, I can see it being ported over. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Take Borderlands Three anywhere, <laughs> right? Who you tell oh, bro, That'd be awesome. <laughs> um, and then September seventeenth, you have Destiny Two Shadowkeeper DLC. There's another DLC that's coming out in October. I think October first. I can't remember the name of it. But then October eighth, eighth, uh, you have uh, Concrete Genie, uh, which is a really cool PlayStation exclusive game. Looks very, very awesome. Uh, it was like painting. Uh, like painting and um, I guess like spirit world type stuff all involved. Uh, it's like an indie game, but it looks really, really cool. So I'm going to definitely have to check it out. Another game that comes out the same exact day as that is Call of Duty Modern Warfare. What is that? What is that? What is that? What is that? Um, <laughs> uh, Modern Warfare, dude, I'm telling you, that's a hard game to go up against. Uh, so, <laughs> but there's there's gonna be you know I I can't you can't always really say that about indie games because um, there's a certain fan base that's specifically wrapped around that one style of game you and know there, and it's a rather large fan base yeah so I think um, I think that they'll still I think the game will still sell oh absolutely absolutely um, also Borderlands three your boy Bolts got the big honkadori. Collector's Edition Super oh, did Massive. you really? Yeah, dude. So you got to do a reveal on that, homie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We're going to do an unboxing on that for sure. And finally, um, I'm going to upload my Dying Light 2 statue unboxing. I still hadn't uploaded for me 3, so... We're a little, um, little late. Oh, bro, we're way past the point of late. Um, <laughs> and I also will have my BYOC walkthrough video from QuakeCon up. Soon, there you go. So. There you go. Um, but oh, with, go ahead. Sorry, I was going to say one other thing. Uh, Gears 5 comes out September 6th. So Oh, it does come out September yes. 6th. Um, so are you still planning on trying to save up some money and get that console? <laughs> oh, God. No way, bro. No, no, no. no because I, I have a 1X. I'm, I'm satisfied. Um, and I'll just save my pennies for the, the next. Future. The future. Yeah. Um, the future is now. The future is now. Uh, with that being said, we're going to pop on down into the video game news. Pop, As I said, this it. is going to be a quick hit podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Second Opinion Productions. Gaming is our passion. Podcasting is our profession. Also brought to you by Cineleaks.com. Movies, geeks, game, a uh, geek, 
game. That's us. I can't even say it right. I usually say sellings.com, great content and great content creators, but I made that up on my own on the whim for some reason. So um, definitely make sure to check us out for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Great content and great content creators. Head on over to Real Outreach as well and check out um, the charity events uh, that are coming up. I don't know if there's any that are coming up soon, um, but who knows? We don't know. Do you know? I don't know. Who knows? Nobody knows. We'll see. We'll see what's happening. Somewhere over the rainbow. All right, so video game news. Super crazy stuff. Um, it has been officially announced the full um, the the full roster for Combat Pack One or the Mortal Kombat Combat Pack um, has been released. So um, a few months back, it was reportedly leaked that we were going to be getting Joker and Terminator um, in this pack. Now we pretty much knew that um from from early teases that shang sung was coming to the game but yes. the total combat pack is shang sung night wolf um joker terminator spawn and sindel um sindel is going to be the next character to release if i am correct you are um, correct and then i think it is terminator then it is joker and then it is spawn Let's see. Uh, reveal Terminator T eight hundred will be available on the eighth. Sindel will be on the twenty sixth of November. Ooh. Joker will be the twenty eighth of January. Spawn will be March seventeenth. That's so crazy, man. Spawn That's... is like way, way off. I know, right? Um. All right. So with that being said, though, um, it was originally, it was originally announced or leaked that, um. Ash Williams from the Evil Dead was going to be part of this combat pack. This was actually not a leak or a rumor. This was something that was updated directly on the game. Uh, a user actually took a picture um, in game and it shows combat pack revealed. It showed the picture of Shang Tsung and it said Shang Tsung, Nightwolf, Terminator, Ash Williams, Sindel, and Spawn will be joining the fight. So that's a total of five characters. But um since that happened um since that happened ash has been seemingly taken out and been replaced with a young strange looking joker yeah um i don't really know what to feel about it i mean i i'm not pissed off about it um i i as much as I play these games, I'm super excited to play with any DLC characters. Oh, yeah. And I think it's going to be awesome that finally a, a DC character will be able to go in and murder somebody. I hope so. I hope so. Now, I talked about this in my article that I wrote. Uh, if they do it like they did with uh, Mortal Kombat versus DC Universe, then I'm going to be a little upset. because it will, be, DC, it, will, it will be an epic failure, man. Well, the DC Universe characters could not, be, um, could not, be, uh, could not have fatalities run off. Um, so it was a little upsetting, um, but with that said, if they at least if they do it to where you can do fatalities on it, then I'm totally fine with the release of this. But with that said, too, I do think there's a very big possibility that we are going to get a second combat pack um, because uh, I don't think we're going to get a new Injustice game this coming up year. Um, and another combat pack would give us more DLC characters throughout the physical year of 2020. 
to push into 2021. And I think I think it should be, you know, as far as the DC versus Mortal Kombat or whatever, you know, I I can see the the new the the combat pack coming out would be a bunch of DC villains, not necessarily the heroes. Yeah. Because the heroes don't kill things, period. Yeah. You know. Um, but I would absolutely love to see Ash Williams with his chainsaw hand, with his boomstick, which is double barrel shot elephant gun. I want to see Ash Williams in there, especially with the little one one cut phrases that he has. Oh yeah. my God, it'd be great. Well, you know me, bro. I mean, I'm down for Ash Williams. I'm a huge Evil Dead fan, but there's also a part of me that wants uh, the Doom Slayer, which I know there's it's it's not it's not really there's not a big possibility it's going to happen. I did ask Marty and Hugo Martin. Uh, at QuakeCon this year, uh, if they planned on or would like to have the Doom Slayer come into a game like Mortal Kombat, and he said, "Of course we would love that. I mean, you know, anytime we would have something like that happen to where the Doom Slayer could go to a different game, um, would be fantastic." Um, and he did mention uh, if it's either you know Mortal Kombat or something like Super Smash Brothers. Um, so he knows that the community has talked about it before. Uh, they all know that the community has talked about it before, but I don't know since Ash Williams has been rumored for some time. I don't think we're going to get the doom slayer because their characters would be very similar. They'd have the chainsaw. They'd have the double barrel shotgun. Yeah. You know, the doom slayer just wouldn't say anything. He would just murder everything. That's it. Um, and, uh, and Marty did say that as well. Um, he said, I have a feeling that, you know, th- I'm biased, but I think that the Doom Slayer would destroy everything in any other game, uh, <laughs> which I agree with. Um, but I don't know. He has his hands full to get spawned. I'm just saying. Yeah, he would have his hands full to get spawned. But I don't know, man. This is the Doom Slayer. He kills anything that comes from hell, So, and Spawn was a soldier of hell. Um, but with that said, um, sad news. From what it seems, um, it's being reported that the um, Ed Boone had tweeted out on the 22nd and said, part of me still can't believe that we got Arnold. Fans took this as confirmation that the upcoming DLC character will be voiced by Schwarzenegger. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Terminator T-800 will actually be voiced by someone who sounds a lot like the actor. In related news, we now have a full combat list, blah, 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 blah. They talked about that a little bit more into detail. But let me say this real quick, because... To be honest with you, I'm kind of getting a little sick and tired of, of the community. Um, not just in Mortal Kombat, but also in, in some of the other game communities that I'm part of in uh, on, on Facebook. Um, how do I say it? Chill the fuck out. Stop being, stop being children. Um, that's the best way I can say it. I mean, you're you're acting like kids. You, you literally, I saw someone post and say, for real. This is the type of shit that we're having to deal with in 2019. You have someone like Arnold Schwarzenegger that's going to be in uh, Terminator, in the new Terminator movie. You get Terminator T-800 as a DLC character, and you're telling me all the money that NetherRealm Studio has made in the last few years, they can't spend a little bit more to get Arnold to come and voice the character? Why? I mean, obviously, it's any business model, but there's, there's so many things that could be at play. Arnold could obviously not have time to come do it as as the fact that he is constantly going to multiple shows and 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 when did this stuff is going on he's probably making the movie yeah when does the movie come out 
later I, this year? I think so, yeah. Um, but but on top of that, you, do you realize how much they would have to pay Arnold? You, you know when Terminator millions. You know when Terminator Three Salvation came out or yeah. whatever it was called. Uh huh. You know they paid him like 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 eight million dollars just to read the script. Uh huh. It was something. It was something outrageous. Yeah, it wasn't even including on on, on the total. Exactly. Of it was it was ridiculous. So um, of course they're gonna use uh a an a voice actor that sounds a lot like him. Why would they not? So it's the same exact thing with like Joker as a character. Yes, he is not the character that we all per, per se wanted, but at the same exact time, it's Joker, bro. I mean, come on, dude. You should know here and now that with the history of NetherRealm Studios, they're trying they're they're trying to have the worlds in the same exact genre. They had um they had Raiden and Injustice 2. They had all different type of characters back and forth over the last few years. Just chill the fuck out, guys. For real, chill out. Stop the bullshit of saying, saying, you know, oh my god, he's not actually voiced by by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Get over it. Right. No. And, and and believe me, they're gonna. There'll be someone who will sound exactly like him because there's people out there in this world that sound exactly like everybody. Of course. And you're not even gonna pay attention. Yeah. You're not even gonna notice. No. It's just like Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man suit. You're not even going to notice. Grow the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next up, it's pretty big news right here. Microsoft wants Xbox Game Pass on your PlayStation. Um, these stories so far have been sourced from PlayStationLifestyle.net, so definitely make sure to check them out. Um, but Microsoft head of gaming services Ben Decker spoke, at, or spoke to Game Reactor at Gamescom 2019. Uh, and was stated saying, you know, we would like to see Game Pass on all platforms ultimately, and I think that in the long, uh, I think that this is our long-term goal. We don't have any specific plans as of now, but we would love to see Game, Pla uh, Game Pass really go everywhere. How big of a game changer would that be for Microsoft to say we have Game Pass now? Um, you know, we just released, uh, let's just say they launch Game Pass for PlayStation next year or in 2021. Hey, you know, we got this great game, Gears of War 5, um, that came out a couple of years ago. Go ahead and play it for free. You know, through the, well, not for free, but you know what I'm saying. Right, As right. a streaming Absolutely. service Absolutely. or whatever. Um, on your PlayStation. Um, it'd be awesome. It would absolutely be awesome. Look, look, <laughs> I have, I have Microsoft. I, I, I play Xbox. Um, I recently just, I recently, really, recently just won an Xbox One X, so I'm officially back on on Xbox. Yeah. Um, and Microsoft has made such strides over the past year to really improve their 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 service for their fans, for their for their consumers, and Xbox Game Pass is by far one of the best things that you could ever purchase. If you're an Xbox, if 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 you play on Xbox, um, I have the Ultimate Xbox, which comes with Game Pass and Xbox Live Gold for a month for like fourteen ninety nine a month. Is by yeah. far one of the greatest money money saves you'll money buys or whatever you want to call it yeah. that you'll ever purchase. Um, and if Microsoft can somehow some way get this on the, on your on your PlayStation, then Microsoft has won. <laughs> I, I know that's I, I know that's just you know me blurting out, but I mean. You're sitting there playing, you know, PlayStation. You're like, oh, I'm gonna play some God of War. Ah, let's go play some Halo. Oh, you yeah. know, come on, for real, dude. Yeah. That 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 would be insane. That's just 
that's that's awesome on so many levels. You know, they're going to get it on the Switch eventually, and if they can some way get it get it moved over to PlayStation, then you're talking about a three-system cross-platform because you're using the same... Come on. Bro, you have an Xbox. I have a PlayStation. We can play the same exact game on their online service through the through the. Come on, bro. It is a given that it will it will not only boost their profit margin. Um, I mean, I think that it would alienate their console market, though. Do you think that? Um, I, I think I think it would to an extent, absolutely, because to to this point, yes, people will buy consoles via the exclusives, but for the most part. People, the, the the gamers are between, I mean, the people who are dedicated gamers to yeah. certain systems yeah. are between that twenty five to forty five range. Yeah, you either like your PlayStation or you like your Xbox. You're not really going to deter from it, just like just like myself. Yeah, exactly. You know, I you, you can have I could have all the the God of War and all the the Uncharted's and and mm-hmm. all the war all all of that jazz on the PlayStation, but I will still always veer off to my Xbox. Yeah. Yeah, you'll always be there waiting and lurking in the corners. <laughs> in the darkness. Come <laughs> to me. But I just think it would be such a great thing for Microsoft to have something like this, have this type of accessibility. You know what I'm saying? Like always on-the-go Xbox services. You know what I'm saying? So Absolutely. it would be so great. It would be so cool, man. Um, yes, it would. I think it would slow their console sales to an right. extent. But at the same time, there's still it's like what you said. There's still de- dedicated Xbox players that play on an Xbox only. You know what I'm saying? Um, they can only use those controllers, which they have things now to where you can use both controllers. Very true. You know what I'm saying? But still, you know, I don't know. It's pretty big news, man. If it happens, um, go big or go PlayStation. Home. You better watch out, man. No joke. Um, so next up in news, this is uh, you know pretty cool. A uh, Russian-based company, a Russian-based production company, um, has officially announced that it will be adapting. Why did I say it like that? Adapting um, Metro 2033 into a film. Um, so I am pretty excited about this. Um, it has been officially announced that this will be happening, um, and it will be having a theatrical release no later than 2022. Um, so, uh, the team, it says on here, TNT premier studios, TV channel three and central partnership, um, are going to film the novel, uh, or turn it into a movie. Um, and the, there was an attempt once before to turn this into, I think into a, a TV show, but it didn't pan out. But, um, coming from somebody that's a huge fan of the Metro, 2033 2034 2035 series i am totally down for this bro um what about you bolts uh, uh i know you didn't really get into metro a lot but still oh no 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 uh, hold up hold up. I, I i read both of, i read the books i played the games and now i will say this i played the games before i read the books um and the games just got me more more pumped for the books i read the books they were yeah. amazing the games themselves are really 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 awesome they were they were they were written well. They play well. Um, the whole, you know, <laughs> atomic atomic post apocalypse, you know, with the little with the demons flying and the the paranormal um, activity that's going on in there. Man, it's 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 a really great game series. It's a really good book series if you get a chance. And I hope the the, the Russians whoever are going to do this do a really really outstanding job. Yeah, I hope they do too, man. Because uh, as you guys know, I did give. Um, the last 
uh, Metro Exodus. Uh, I gave it a 4.5 out of 5. It's one of the best first-person shooters that I have played in quite some time, especially a story-driven first-person shooter. So. Hey, and just to let you know, it's free to play on Game Pass. It is free to play on Game Pass. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, and actually on Game Pass, I'm pretty sure you can play Metro 2033 and 2034 as well. Yes, you can. Or Metro Redux. Um, so, yeah. Um, with that said, we're going to move into our uh, music minute. And once we come back, we're going to talk about, I know it's a little early, but once we come back, we're going to talk about Call of Duty Modern Warfare, Cyberpunk 2077, and we're going to talk about Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker right here on the Second Opinion Podcast. All right, guys, hope you enjoyed that music. Um, but we are back, and we're here to talk about all things Call of Duty Modern Warfare. So first and foremost, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, uh, the Modern Warfare engine will actually be able to adapt into next-gen consoles, um, which is pretty huge news. Um, it has been announced that the principal rendering engineer, Michael Drobot, um, was originally brought on to actually line everything out for the for the engine and make it very easy to make games for not just this console, but to do it for the next-gen consoles as well. Um, he is quoted on Game Informer, uh, Game Informer on, I'm sorry, on PlayStationLifestyle.net. I was brought on board along with many other great engineers with a task of taking care of a long-term Infinity War engine, rendering um uh or infinity war engine to make sure it would be able to scale and excel into the future um 
It says right here, due to the nature of Call of Duty's release schedule and the overall scale of the game, the engine's full capabilities were yet to be seen in uh, Infinity War uh, or Infinite Warfare, um, which totally makes sense. Um, this it says right here. Actually, I'm sorry. It says right here. We also noted that fans a uh, actually got their first glimpse of the new engine's capability in Call of Duty: Infinite Warfare. Wow. So that's the reason why Call of Duty Infinite Warfare looked as good as it did. Yes. Because they were already working on this early version of this next generation engine, bro. Yes, sir. Which is crazy because you know what's nuts is that Infinite Warfare... I'm not going to say that Infinite Warfare was my favorite Call of Duty because it definitely wasn't. It um, was the least favorite of most of everyone. It was the least favorite, yes. <laughs> I don't know. Ghost was kind of a second. Oh, <laughs> don't get me started on Ghost. You know I hate that game. Um, but... What was great is the visuals and the story uh, of Infinite Warfare. It was a really, really good story. It was definitely different, but it was a very good story for the most part. So, But this engine um, is kind of like its software's engine because mm -hmm. they've slowly but surely uh, adjusted and modified their engine from, like, you know, the Id Tech 3, Id Tech 4, Id Tech yep. 5, Id Tech yep. 6. I think it's now on Id Tech seven or eight at uh, 2019 uh, or in tech in tech nine i can't remember it's a great engine let's just say that so um but they have definitely been modifying it over quite some time uh and um i'm very excited to see what is going to come uh in the future of call of duty me and bolts at e3 this year we did sit down and watch the gameplay for call of duty modern warfare uh and it was really really great but with that being said I did get a chance to play the Call of Duty Modern Warfare Alpha this week. Um, it was a 2v2 version of the game. Uh, it is still available as of today, but it ends tomorrow. Um, it was uh, it was something freaking special. Let's just say that. Bolts didn't get to play, um, play the Alpha because it was an exclusive release on PlayStation, but he did see some of the gameplay. Um, what about them visuals, bro? Um, it was... It was spectacular. It really was. I mean, it was two, two v two, um, which which I think is a lot, a lot of what people are going to play. Oh yeah, bro. Um, so it, you know, it takes a lot of you know communication out. You know, you don't have to worry about no one else. It's just you and your bud just doing your thing. But as far as the gameplay and the visuals and the game, uh, the game physics and everything, it looked absolutely amazing. The gameplay was smooth. It was crisp. It was, you know, you're poking around the corner, you lean your gun to the side, and you're going around. It was just, it was that great word we like to use for, for so long. It was phenomenal. Phen <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, the trademarked word for Second Opinion Podcast. Um, it was phenomenal, actually. It was really, really fun, very fast-paced. The only complaint that I have is there was a lot of times that I would connect to a... Uh, to a game and when I connected to that game I would be the only one on my team or I would have a teammate that just sat there docile um, and <laughs> which way did he go George which way did he go <laughs> um, and it was so agitating but it was so amazing at the same time the competitiveness of being you know this one versus two um was man it had my blood pumping dude like there was a good chunk of times that i won consistently round after round after round um and uh i'm not gonna lie i, I feel that i did pretty well in the call of duty modern warfare alpha there was a lot of times um as i said that i was by myself but i have to say i was very confident um uh, because first off 
there was like a total of four maps I think that I played. Um, I cannot remember the names to save my life, so don't ask me. But <laughs> um, they were all close quarters, um, and they were very dynamic. It was really nice um, to see that they specifically, obviously, these maps were specifically made for two v two. They had to be. Right. Um, if oh, they yeah, were no, they they definitely looked like yeah, they were. either that or free for all. So, um, but they were very small close quarter maps. But they were, um, they, it was very easy to traverse. And another thing, too, um, it didn't seem like everything had a direction, which is something that we talked about on a previous episode, Bolts, uh, with Call of Duty on the maps that they're going to have in Modern Warfare. It's not going to be this, here's a path, here's That's a it. path, here's a path. It's more very flowy, very real world. Um, and uh, I have to say, I really thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought that um, the map layout and the overall design was much better. The graphics looked fantastic. Very fast fa- frame rate. Um, really smooth. Uh, the entire time I played, the gameplay was just spot on, dude. It was so, so great. Um, I don't think I actually have a complaint about the gameplay at all. No, and I, I watched it, and I didn't have a complaint. Yeah. So I, it was... Most of the times, Bolts usually... If he sees something, he's like, eh, I don't like that, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it, it was very fast paced, very lovely. And I cannot wait to play the game when it launches October 8th. So definitely make sure to check out Cinelinks.com for our review when the game does launch. Um, next up, we're going to be talking about something uh, something that I think is, is cool, um, but may have fans may have some fans a little worried it doesn't have me and bolts worried at all cyberpunk 2077 uh uh their dense world won't be as big as the witcher 3 uh during gamescom 2019 uh games radar did um interview the producer of the game and he had said if you look at the pure surface um in terms of square kilometers then Cyberpunk 2077 might even be a little bit smaller than The Witcher 3, but uh, it's the densest. Uh, it's it's the density of the content taking the world of The Witcher 3 and squeezing it right in, while deleting all the wilderness in between. In The Witcher, we can uh, we were an open world with a vast with vast lanes and forest in between smaller cities and larger cities. Um, but in Cyberpunk 2077, where, uh, where it's set in Night City, um, we don't have all that vastness and open world aspect. Um, it is uh, an integral part of the setting. It is essential, uh, essentially a protagonist, if you want to call it that. So it has, uh, it has to be a little bit more dense than what the Witcher 3 world was. It would give us uh, the end. It wouldn't give us the end effect we wanted if we had it more like the Witcher 3's world. So basically what he's saying is, and I know I totally butchered that. Um, basically, <laughs> We still love you, bro. Um, so basically what he's saying is Night City is going to be alive and it's pretty much like its own protagonist. Um, there's going to be so much stuff to do in the world, um, in the city. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of side missions. There's going to be all different types of stuff that you can see and do and experience compared to in The Witcher, which you can do a lot of stuff, but it was, um, you know, there was that time in between. You know what I'm saying? You had the yeah. smaller cities, the larger cities. You had um, your, um, you know, you had your more open world aspect. This is going to be something that um, Cyberpunk 2077 uh, is going to be something that 
is going to, um, I think, personally stretch the bounds of what we think um, uh, CD Projekt Red can do. I think it is going to really, really um, impress a lot of people. If you haven't seen any of the gameplay, there's a total of 15 minutes um, now that um, has been showcased. Uh, August 30th, actually, I'm sorry. August 30th, CD Projekt Red will host a live stream showcasing 15 minutes of gameplay footage. Um, and which is fantastic. Me and Bolts were very lucky and got to see and experience a total of an hour or at least like 50 minutes worth of gameplay yeah. at E3 this year. Yeah, it was, it was a whole entire level. It was crazy, bro. It was beautiful. Bolts is going to play as a stealth character. I'm going to play as a total like I'm about to rip you in half of my giant robot arms. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I am so down. But Bolts, do you have anything to say about the density of this world? Um, you know, honestly, I'm I'm really I'm really 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 cannot wait to get my hands on this game. Um, this you know, other than of course Dying Light 2, this was my game of E3. This is what I was most excited for. Yes, I'm a Borderlands junkie for, through and through. But you know, I'm just Cyberpunk 2077 is going to be the pinnacle of games. I really do. This year that comes out, I understand. You know, we we have all these great games that are coming out with these, you know, these these awesome engines. That's going to do this. It's going to do that. This game's going to do this. These games are going to do this over here. But I tell you, man, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077 it's going to be the pinnacle. It's going to be the last the last great game that releases on these on this current gen consoles. And I think it's just, I, I cannot wait. It's, it's, the, the whole city is just going to be immersive. The characters I know are going to be amazing. I know the story is going to be, you know, phenomenal. It's just, I just, I can't wait, man. I just can't. I don't think you're the only one. I think there's a lot of people out there that can't wait until April of 2020. Um, but, uh, as I said, the world is going to be so dense, so overpopulated, um, and so alive. I don't think we're going to... I mean, Witcher 3 is a great game. Don't get me wrong. I mean, you know, I could never get into it. Right. The, the, Witcher, the Witcher series is something that you you have to invest, and it's so in-depth, and there's some parts about it so complicated about about where your attributes and your magic and, and everywhere that's everything actually one goes. Thing, that's actually one thing that kind of took me out of oh, it. Oh, absolutely, and, and I can understand that 100%. Yeah, yeah. It was. It's not the fact that that system is, does not work properly. It's just... Um, in an open world game, I kind of just want to like go and with like, you know, let's say, I know I always cut back to this one, but let's say Skyrim or let's say, you know, something like Elder Scrolls Online that's very open world. It's very easy to to change your attributes, to, to change your skill level and all this other stuff. With The Witcher, it's not that it was like extremely difficult that, and I didn't understand it. It's just, it was too much work. I'm a super lazy gamer, I think. So, <laughs> so when all that stuff was put it, when I noticed it, I was like, man, that's a that's a lot of shit to keep yeah. organized and yeah. go through. So, um, I just sucked at the game. That's the best way of saying it. I, I got my ass whooped over and over and over and over and over again. Even on you know easy, I got my ass whooped. So, um, I think we're all excited for Cyberpunk. I think that's the best way. God, I that. can't wait, man. I just, I, it's gonna be crazy. Bro. Just can't fucking wait, man. So, um, we're not going to talk about it a lot, but, you know, it has been announced that Spider-Man is no longer in the Marvel Comics universe. That's so crazy, man. So crazy. I don't really know what to... I don't... There's no words for it, man. Yeah. There's really not. It's, I think, you know, a lot of people are siding on with Sony, but 
you know, I love PlayStation. I love Sony. But I have to say, yes, Disney makes a lot of money. I understand that. But their contract was only like, they were only getting 5%, mm -hmm. you know, in that contract. So, um, <laughs> it's crazy to me that I, I understand why Sony was like, you know, playing money grubby. You know what I'm saying? Like, mine, 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 mine. I understand absolutely, that. Totally. Absolutely. Because... You know, this series is the best Spider-Man series they've ever had. But I hate saying it. I feel that the only reason why this series has been as successful as it was is because Kevin Feige, uh, or is that right? Is that I, th I think that, yeah, no, that sounds about right. <laughs> um, uh, but because of Kevin and the Marvel Comics universe. That's honestly the uh, God's honest truth. And, of course, I can't, of course, I can't forget, you know, the actors. I mean, Tom Holland's and the entire cast are freaking amazing. Yeah. But how fucking weird and awkward is it going to be to just leave it? You know oh, I know. And, and it's not just the Tom way Holland. that last movie exactly. Ended. And you, you guys have to realize it's just not Tom Holland. It's it's the new Aunt May. It's it's the new MJ. It's the new, you know, they they actually got to portray the high school part of Peter Parker, yes, and they did Come it perfectly. On. Yeah, they did it perfectly. So. I think it's going to be really weird because, like, yes, those characters are still going to be there in the Marvel Comics universe or in the in the Marvel Comics in the Sony Spider-Man universe. Um, but at the same time, it just it takes it takes so much away, bro. It takes so much away. And I hope to God in the next like year they're able to work something out, man. I really do, because I think Tom Holland was very broke up about it, you know, because he, he did a um, an interview at D23 and was like. I'm real excited, um, or during, actually, not at D23, uh, around the time of D23, he was like, you know, I'm very excited for what's going to come to the series, and we're going to make it great, um, it's going to be fantastic, uh, you don't have really anything to worry about, blah, 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 but you know, he was obviously upset enough that he follow he unfollowed Sony on Instagram, and yeah. you know, you could see that he's like physically upset about it, because... I mean, what the fuck are they going to do with Tony Stark, bro? Like, with the whole aspect of Tony not being in there anymore. The way the the last Spider-Man movie ended, you know, of, of that cliffhanger. Um, I just don't see how they're going to play this in, know, a, in the right gonna, light. It's going to be tough, man. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be super tough, man. They better make sure they get the right... They better make sure they get the right director for it and the right writer. Because if they don't, it's going to be a shit show. Um, oh, it so, will. Yeah. So... We have huge news to talk about right now, and then it'll be the end of the episode. As I said, it is a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but holy fucking shit. D23 has happened. Oh, my God. We freaked out about the original release of Star Wars. <laughs> what was that, last year? Was that last year, yeah. D23? Yep. Um, the Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker um, trailer that they showcased. But the footage that they showed off was a Sizzler trailer. Um, that um, in this in this trailer we saw a glimpse of of the entire group um, overlooking something that originally I thought was just a little bit of a replay of what they saw with the obviously the Death Star. We know that it's the Death Star now, right? Um, yes. Yeah. Yes. So um, it's a short shot, uh, and this is sourced from slashfilms.com. So make sure to check them out. Short shot of the heroes standing in a desert. Ray Finn, Poe, Chewbacca, and C-3PO are all together after finally being put in the same ship at the end of The Last Jedi. Um, it does say that the Millennium Falcon is in the background, which we saw. 
Um, but then you see a glimpse of a huge civilization, thousands upon thousands of beings out in the in the desert. We have no clue who they are, what they are, um, but um, it looks very interesting. Um, so I don't know, maybe they're they're traders or who knows? Maybe it's uh, um, uh, <laughs> I was gonna joke and say maybe it's Ewoks. Maybe they left. Uh, <laughs> I'd be like, great, we though. moved to the desert. Um, so then really uh, heart, 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 uh, really warm-hearted thing right here. Um, it has been announced uh, by J.J. Abrams uh, that Carrie Fisher is going to be a big presence in this movie. Um, she will be, of course, playing General Leia. Um, and I think they're going to be doing a lot of really cool things with her. Um, Technology-wise, you know, the CGI, of course. Um, I think they're going to be using shots uh, from the previous movie here and there and, like, editing them and stuff like that to actually keep her in the movie. Um, but it's going to be really awesome. It says right here uh, that uh, confirming what J.J. Abrams said about bringing Fisher back in this movie after her passing, um, this appearance uh, seems to be a recycled shot from footage that was never before seen in uh, The Last Jedi. The actress hasn't been digitally altered in any way, though surely her surroundings have been altered somewhat. Um, interesting enough, the jungle environment makes us think that she may be in the presence, uh, may be present for another shot later in the trailer, which is her and, um, and Rey possibly because ray is in this jungle and she's like training so yes. what if leia is actually training ray in this in this dude movie? that would be insane oh my god bro i will flip the fuck out <laughs> i will totally flip out so um it says ray's power has continued to evolve since the last jedi um and with the scenes that were shown ray throws a lightsaber through a tree trunk and calls it back to her hand with the force she's not throwing it um, uh, at a threat though, because it looks like she carefully, uh, carefully in the background, she sees a red and gray remote, which is obviously a training droid. Um, so, uh, it does say here, and since the jungle, oh, the page moved, hold still page, stop. And since <laughs> the jungle setting, we're wondering if Leia is imparting, uh, some force wisdom on Ray now that Luke is gone. Um, so then after, um, well, not actually after that, before that, we see two scenes. We see X-Wings pop up, um, and y, uh, X-Wings, A-Wings, and Y-Wings y pop up with some of the huge cruisers as well. And at the same time, we see a huge um, amount of Star Destroyers. But what's crazy is that these Star Destroyers aren't the first order star destroyers no, they're, they're imperial not. star destroyers yes they are so um it says here um is this perhaps a fleet that never got utilized could this have been uh could this have meant the continuation of the emperor's rule over the galaxy um who knows bro who knows maybe it was just a vision we don't know but it was it got i got chills down my spine when i saw that man who you telling man it's so, so crazy. So, okay, we had that happen, um, and then we had this crazy scene. Oh, um, yeah, no, I flipped out about it, bro. Fucking so weird, bro. So, so weird. Well, first off, we had Finn and Jana um, in, I guess, the Millennium Falcon, um, but 
Um, I don't know who Jana is. I'm guessing she's a new character in the series. I don't think she was in the last movie. No, she wasn't. Um, but uh, I don't know. Uh, it's there's a very big possibility that maybe that's Lando Calrissian's daughter. That'd be cool. Um, because Lando is going to be in this movie. Yeah, which, no. <gasps> Billy D. Yeah, they're bringing them all back, man. But this next scene was super crazy. First, C-3PO got a red arm in Star Wars Force Awakens, and now he has a menacing red eyes. Uh, did C-3PO get turned into the dark side droid, or did he get a hold of some killer death, st- death sticks? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we're wondering if C-3PO has, uh, has long had some type of battle mode uh, that he has never used before. And this, as I said, this is sourced on slashfilm.com, so definitely make sure to check him out. But it's so crazy. C3PO had these like super dark red eyes, so what the fuck does that mean, bro? Uh, oh, man. I don't know, but his red arm is gone. You know, he was built by Skywalker. He was built by Skywalker. Saying. He was. Just so, um, and then I'm guessing uh, that there was um, either a Death Star scene or something. There's a huge giant laser that shoots directly into the ground and obviously destroys everything around it, um, which was really crazy to me. Um, But then you finally get to the point, as this is going on, there's this menacing voice talking in the background, talking about all this stuff. What was great, too, at the beginning of the trailer, it did show, it showed all these scenes from the entire uh, Skywalker saga. So it showed from, you know, episode one to all the way to episode, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight. It was really neat. It was actually really neat. I enjoyed Um, it. So then you see uh, Kylo Ren walks away from his TIE silencer in the middle of a dark desert as a storm rages on in the back. This feels like it shares the same ambiance as a shot of the Star Destroyers. Um, Kylo, uh, uh, it says Kylo ignites his lightsaber as he gets closer to the camera. After this, we do see Kylo Ren and Rey fighting on something that I can only think is part of the Death Star. Um, It says right here, Kylo and Ren face off one more time, echoing the shot from recently released teaser poster. Uh, They're fighting on debris of a destroyed Death Star that has crashed down onto this planet. Waves splash around it, making for one of the most unique fight scenes uh, we've ever seen in the Star Wars saga. As the shot cuts back, you hear the voice of the Emperor uh, saying your journey uh, journey nears its end. Okay, so here's the total shock and moment that got goosebumps and every... Uh, like, if, you did, if, if you didn't watch this and get chills, then that's your own ass. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, so, of course, as I said, it is uh, probably the craziest thing that we saw in the trailer. Um, it ha... <coughs> What happens is you hear the Emperor say your journey nears its end. And then you kind of hear this weird noise like like breathing. And then out of nowhere, you see Ray standing with a two-bladed lightsaber with a cloak that is remnants. Uh, is basically looks like a Sith Lord's cloak. Then suddenly the handle of the lightsaber, uh, lightsaber flips down, turning it into a double-handed light or a double-bladed lightsaber like Darth Maul's which me and Bolts after looking at this it is not the it is not Darth Maul's no absolutely not it is a new lightsaber Um, this is uh, the shot that pretty much blew everyone's mind Um, so I've seen a couple of outlets out there saying you know JJ Abrams wouldn't show this you know slash films does say this there's no shots at him for for their opinions but he says 
Um, J.J. Abrams wouldn't show this if it was something real with it being that big of a plot point, which I kind of agree with. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you guys, <laughs> there's been some people that have said this online. Um, and, of course, I'm going to say it now. There's also the possibility that the Emperor has been here this entire time, um, has been manipulating the Force, um, was the puppet master behind um, Snoke, and also has formed a clone uh, of Rey. Or maybe that's the reason why, when she had that vision on the planet um, in The Last Jedi, that she saw multiple versions of herself with no connection to her parents at all. She is a clone bro. She plain and simple, She's a clone that had to been put in by the Emperor to sway the way of the Jedi or sway the way of, you know, his forces or mm -hmm. whatever, bro. You know what I'm saying? So um, I think there's a very big possibility that this scene is happening on the um, on, uh, on the Death Star um, or, you know, his base, wherever it is at that time. Um, and Rey is going to end up fighting uh, an evil version of herself that the Emperor has trained and turn to the dark. Side. Oh, Star Killer, eh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, think about that, bro. No, that was a great story it in was. Star Wars: The Force, uh, The Force Unleashed. Star Killer was, you know, you know, it, it was so crazy. Star Killer was a, you know? a great warrior and all this yeah. other stuff, and then he had clones made of him that in the second game played through. Which, mind you, the story in the second one wasn't a hundred percent the best, but. I could totally see it happening. The mm -hmm. cloning, cloning is something that has been done a multitude of times in the Star Wars universe. Absolutely. What, what do you think, Bolt? What do I think? Honestly, I think I think I think Ray, um, Ray, Ray, Ray. I don't know if Ray is necessarily a clone, but I think she was someone who was bred to be a to be a warrior. Well, bred by by Darth Sidious, basically. Yeah. And then thrusted out there to where the Jedi would find them finder to lure out the jedi and everyone that you know and eventually she I, I could see her being that kind of bait i guess you could say go out there lure the jedi out then come back over here and we'll play we'll play chess yeah. you know i totally can agree bro yeah totally and i mean how awesome would it be if like what it said earlier in this article um that the there was a a, a section of the empire uh, or the emperor's army that was never touched. Exactly. You know, and they've been out. And, I mean, uh, there's well, millions you, of universes. Exactly. You, and you, you, you think about it. In, in, in the second movie, I think it was, Tech of the Clones, you know, there was this clone army being built that nobody fucking knew nobody about. Nobody knew about. <laughs> so, so this entire time, the Emperor could have been, just you know, steadily chilling. It was it was like a, um, a, um, what a conveyor belt, a uh, yeah. assembly line just building yeah. and building and building. Oh, yeah. And I mean, think about that. A lot of people love Ray as a character, and you know, it would totally be misdirection to show her with this lightsaber and be like, "What the fuck is she turning to the dark side? What's going on? Is this a vision? Who knows? We don't know." But I can tell. I think I can tell from the look of this. There is a. There's two things. This could either yes be a vision, or this could be as what we said, an evil version of Ray that was cloned. So, who knows? I know this. I cannot wait until December. I'm so fucking stoked. I can't, I can't wait, bro. I mean, I am just me and Bolts. Um, before we started talking about this, we paused the recording 
and and watch the trailer again. And I mean, it's almost as chilling as when they showed off the first trailer mm-hmm. and you hear the Emperor's laugh go. <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be promoting. They wouldn't be promoting this, you know, rise of Star Skywalker movie the way they are if the Emperor was not alive. And and, and that's the truth. You got to realize that the 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 rise of Skywalker, everything that the Skywalker bloodline has dealt with, has to do with Darth Sidious, and 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 that's just the way it is. It, it yep. will end and be. It will begin and end with Darth Sidious, however he wants yeah. it. If it wasn't for Darth Sidious, yep, it would have never been. There you go. So. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the podcast. Please make sure to check us out at for some of the latest and greatest geek news, movie news, and gaming news. Peace out, guys. Peace.